Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the JP Bar Podcast. I'm your host, John Plumley. You can all call me Jack. Today, I connected with Adam Parr of the Parsivity Podcast. He started his show just before this pandemic started, and he's at around 100 episodes now and has garnered a lot of insights and tips and tricks about podcasting and about just mindset in general, connecting with people and such. So I hope you can all get a lot of value from this episode. Please enjoy. JP Bar Podcast. All right, Adam, thanks for uh, doing this with me. Great to connect with you across the pond. (laughs) Humbled and grateful to be here. So you've connected with many people really worldwide lately. Um, which is pretty mind blowing. The fact that we can do this, you know, again, across the pond from UK to Canada, pretty unbelievable. And I'm super grateful for this, super thankful. With your podcast, did you sort of start it right around the time that this whole lockdown pandemic started? Was that something that kind of spurred you to go on to create uh, the podcast that you've done? Um, I, I first started it in January time this year. Okay. Um, but that was, you know, before COVID. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, you know, I, I wanted to do a podcast for about two or three years. Yeah, I, I can definitely relate to that as well. I mean, I was writing in my journal probably about last summer, planning to start my podcast. I was writing January 2020, right? And I never made that sort of timeline. But then, you know, the whole pandemic thing did kind of start in March and that kind of spurred me on to say, okay, well, let's let's get this done sooner than later. The whole world was kind of starting to go digital at that point. And more more and more people were willing to connect like you and I are, right? It became a way more, um, I guess, commonplace thing. So that definitely spurred me to start mine. And like you said, for yourself, if someone was already doing their podcast, I mean, you had all the reasons in the world to just do it even more once that kind of lockdown happened. That was really a silver lining for me. And I know many others like yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I think like, you know, this whole situation, um, it's kind of been out of our, our hands. It's kind of out of our control. And I think like, because like, you know, our focus is so caught up in, in the things that are going on around us, you know, and how fast society has become, we can't, we couldn't do those things that we wanted to do. Some places still can't do those things. Yeah. And, you know, our focus isn't so caught up in all of that, but within ourselves. So, you know, you kind of start to think, you know, about your life and what it is that you, you know, what you want to do or the things that you should be doing. And, you know, this, this platform and the, the internet is, it's pretty extraordinary when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to not take it for granted, you know, cause it is here and we use it every day. It's really hard to have that mindset that every human before us for, you know, million years, however many years did not have these opportunities that we have. It's, it's hard to, ha- it's hard to really, um, you know, let that sink in because it's always around us, but it's so true and it's just crazy. No, I agree. I think like, especially with social media and how many apps and platforms there are now. Um, you know, like I, I look back, you know, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When he first started, you go back right back to episode one and he, he did it on like a platform or website called Ustream. Mm. And, you know, it wasn't overly great, like the quality, but like <laughs> you think back to, you know, years ago, it was like, you know, that websites like Ustream and, you know, basic, 
streaming recording websites you didn't really have instagram i don't think back then and yeah a lot of the um platforms that we have now today mm-hmm. so you know there, there was so much there's so much opportunity out there we yes. just need to like you know seize it take action and, and mm-hmm. do it it's the only way and it, it can be hard to do that yeah for but, sure yep yeah lots of uh lots of things come up and just limit you, right? Judgment or different fears and limiting beliefs you may have. But I mean, you as an example, you're doing this out of your car right now, right? So that is diminishing an excuse there in and of itself, right? If someone may think they don't have the space for it or they don't, whatever, right? And again, all you need is a smartphone and most people have access to that. I mean, I see homeless people around the city who have some sort of a smartphone or maybe an old, an older one, but they still have it and they can do something like this if that's really what they want. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think like, you know, like <clears throat> a lot of people think, my, you know, we sometimes make excuses for ourselves or we talk ourselves out of doing something before we've even done it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people might think, oh, I haven't got the space. That's okay. Well, where can you, you know, find a space if you haven't got, if you, I, my house is, can be quite noisy because I've got younger brothers. Mm-hmm. I've got dogs that bark mm-hmm. a lot. So, you know, I, I choose to do it in my car and I can travel around different places and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the, you know, have, if you've got a smartphone and a camera, you know, the, the world is your oyster in some way. Yeah. You just got to believe enough in yourself mm-hmm. and try not to think about, you know, what other people think of your content, you know, mm-hmm. not to worry about that. Just, just do it and put it out there. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be hard. That can be difficult. I mean, I, that's why I didn't do podcasting for two years, three years. Yeah. Yeah. It can be difficult with all forms of content, right? Like maybe it's not a podcast you're thinking of doing and maybe you just want to, um, maybe you're a photographer and you might even be worried about judgment of your photographs. It might not even be showing yourself or anything like that, but you're worried that, you know, people are going to judge your photography skills. There's, there's so much of that. And I wonder, I don't know, man, I wonder what that really is. You know, like, why is it that we are so afraid of judgment? Like, why is that built into us as human beings? I wonder where along the the journey of evolution that that became so prominent, you know, because I would say that's mm. the biggest kind of issue in society is so many people are worried about judgment. So many people, I guess, limit themselves. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think like you said, uh, people, I, I think people can be afraid of judgment, um, you know, through, you know, lacking confidence when you, when you break it down in the fundamentals, I mean, I know it cause I, I've been there myself, um, you know, in the past mm-hmm. and sometimes it can do to, you know, because it, we take our thoughts and beliefs, you know, through our environment, our growing up, our experiences. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we, have these experiences or people have said things to us that are negative and we take that on board mm-hmm. that we're not good enough at something. Um, you know, that gets into your belief system. So you, you don't do those things because you think you're not good at it or you might've done something and it hasn't worked out. Yeah. But, you know, you, you have to realize that, that they were just, you know, simple experiences. That's, you know, that's been and gone. That isn't in the here and now when people let their past, hold them back from you know a better tomorrow that's very real and i think something that's encouraging is just understand that we can essentially rewire our brains right we can we can snuff out those um those areas where we have 
had maybe a negative experience in the past, maybe one we're not even familiar with. And we can just through persistency, right? Um, just kind of weed out those, those negative ideas that we have about ourselves. And, you know, that, that is a very powerful thing, I guess, our potential to rewire ourselves. And if we want to be more positive, if we want to be more confident that can, that can come right. And we can, mm. we can really make mm. that happen. Uh, maybe, I guess for yourself, what, what are some, what are some ways that you've maybe done that in your own life? Like with podcasting, the more and more you do it, the more confident you yeah. get. And that's, that's very real, right. And very powerful. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a really good question. I think like it's, it's going through the motions. Hmm. We, we, you know, we, we let ourselves be controlled by our, our emotions. Hmm. Um, and you know, if you don't control your emotions, they'll control you. And, you know, we, like I said, we have the ability to, um, you know, develop new beliefs and to change our mindset mm-hmm. and, you know, to, to do, develop new habits it takes three weeks you know to, to develop a new mm. routine a new habit mm-hmm. and i think like you said with, with podcasting for example i you know i, I was afraid mm-hmm. you know i didn't think much would happen uh i didn't take it too serious so i was like i'll just do my phone you know yeah so i you know just mm-hmm. went went take off and i find as well like the thing that held me back was i i would refrain from reaching out to to people to DMing people on social media, mm-hmm. I would compare myself to them and blah. Like, oh, they're not good. The little voice would say, "Oh, yeah. they 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 won't reply. They yeah. won't reply." So, you know, the more you do something, the better you get at it. And mm-hmm. there's a quote, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable because right. you you might be afraid of doing you know a podcast, somebody, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but through you know you de- you develop that resilience. Mm-hmm. And like anything, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, with, with podcasts, I, I, I did podcasts with people, you know, some high, some quite high profile people. And, I, and I'd be like, my, st- my stomach would be doing somersaults yeah. before. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and I'd be worrying, you know, like, um, what do I say? Mm. You know, you'd make 20 notes and you'd be like <laughs> panicking. Yeah. But you, you've just got to like push through. Just mm-hmm. push through whatever it is and believe you believe in yourself and tell yourself that everything's going to be okay and you know you know just accept whatever's comes up whatever comes up for you because mm. you know that you're providing valuable um, you're, you're providing providing value to to people to the mm-hmm. audience and they're going to take something from it so yeah. I think that's a big that's a quite a big motivator mm-hmm yeah and to to look at it that way and i guess think about the audience think about the value you're providing to others to kind of get out of your own head right because i'm definitely being early with my podcast as well going through those motions you know like you would think that if you're connecting with someone online that that anxiety would go away or or that potential like worry you know like you said that kind of butterflies in your stomach would disappear because it's through a screen and it's not in person but if you do have that person that you're kind of nervous to connect with, that's still very real, even if it's online, right? And that's just something that you got to live with, I guess, and do what you can to mitigate that. And, you know, maybe just think about the audience, think about the the grand scheme of things, right? Get out of your own head. Don't, don't worry. Like, why are you nervous, right? Think about what you're doing and just focus on that. It's um, definitely a process though. And 
I really like that quote, get on, uh, get comfortable with, with the yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, right. And that, yeah, yeah. that's a very important thing I think to keep in mind because if you're comfortable in the most uncomfortable situations, then you're always going to be comfortable. Right. And I think that's kind of like mm-hmm. a, some sort of subconscious goal of being human is you just kind of always want to be comfortable. Right. But yeah. if, if you, um, can embrace those uncomfortable situations, then you can always be at, at peace in life. So, mm. you know, so to speak. Yeah, no, so, completely. I, I, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I think, I think, yeah, that's a good point. And it, you know, that that's real life. And I, I had another podcast with a guy called, um, Don Sevzit, Don Sevzit, and he set up a math, mathematics, you know, website that's mm. very successful. And he talked about compound interest and this stuck in my head and I always think about it. And he said like, you know, compound interest, that 1% you do each and every day, whether that's, you know, podcasting or if that's working out, that, that 1% every single day builds mm-hmm. and it gains traction and momentum. And then soon after, you know, 50 days, you're stronger, you're different from when you first started mm-hmm. 200 days, you know, and you break it down. Yeah. Yeah. I read the book, the compound effect, one of the first sort of self-development books that I read and it's such a basic concept, right? But yet it's something that you don't really understand growing up. You can go through school and throughout your family life. It's not something that you really grasp, but then when you really think about it, you're like, Oh, okay. Makes a lot of sense just get that 1% better every day in whatever it is that you want to um, improve at and can have just profound effects, especially when you're playing the long game, right? When you look at Mm. now you're 30 years old, now you're 40, now you're 50, now you're 60, just look at how much you've improved throughout your life. So the compound effect is something very cool and something that we all need to keep in mind because it's a very basic principle, but yet not really talked about or taught enough, right? Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think like, you know, some of the things that we're talking about, you know, should be put into practice in like, you know, society and education right, and things like that. You know, sometimes for the for kind of things that we're talking about get discussed in a course that you have to pay four grand for or something mm. like that, you know? Mm. So yeah. I, I did a, I did a course a couple of years ago in coaching and mm. um, they showed me all these different models and stuff. And I was just like, why didn't they show me this in school? Yeah. Like it would just solve a lot of BS. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was speaking with a friend just earlier today and he said that it really seems that negativity and sadness is easy, right? It's easy mm-hmm. to just be sad. And it almost maybe is the default mode for a lot of people these days. It's, it takes effort and time to work towards being happy and being positive And then he brought up the question, you know, is that something to do with the way we're raised perhaps, right? Like, you know, is it the case maybe that our society and our family culture just sort of raises us not necessarily to be negative, but not so much with the heavy emphasis on really being positive, really seeing the, you know, being optimistic and that sort of stuff. And what if that was such a focus? And in school, they really focused on these sorts of things and less on stuff that didn't have profound impacts on, you know, the way you approach life, right? Like just what, what would the world be like if that was more the case? And just to add to that even more, I would say that right now 
this time period that we're living through, we are perhaps encouraging that a bit more. Like podcasts is a pretty revolutionary thing and there is so much being talked about and it is all free. So who knows, maybe we will achieve that sort of state in society where we are focused more on just raising people, raising kids with this better outlook on life. And then maybe happiness becomes the default, right? And maybe anxiety and sadness does kind of disappear and go away. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's a really good point. And I think like um, what you said, like I think human beings, we're like almost wired to be negative. It's a lot easier to be negative. Like you said, we, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have it sometimes when I'm driving and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I shouldn't, you know, it, that negative voice just pops up and I'm like, no, just, just, you know, it's not, you know, no point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that goes back all the way back to like, you know, uh, caveman times, mm-hmm. you know, where it's just in our wiring, but it's, yeah. you, you know, what, whatever it's what you choose to feed, if that makes sense, you know, what, what you like, like, you know, like the law of attraction, what you focus on, you attract, sure. you know, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just noticing that, you know, that, that you're you know, noticing more and more your emotional state and what you're feeling and what, what's causing it. Because once you realize what it is, you can you can change that. It's how you react to, to things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think of like, you know, social media as well and, you know, the, the, the news and people around us and what they're doing. People are always trying to keep up with the Joneses. People are always trying to have the next best thing, mm-hmm. to have what their friends have to have that house to, so a lot of the time people comparing themselves, especially on Instagram. And you know, that, that lowers people's self esteem Mm -hmm. if you're not careful. Um, so I think, yeah, we, we're always, you know, especially growing up, you know, in education, people are going to university. What are you doing? I'm doing this. Yeah. That person's had children. They've got a, you know, the list goes on. So, Respect, you know, people can easily compare themselves to other people and put their energy so much out there. Whereas now we've been challenged to have, you know, that energy and that focus put inwards to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, self-awareness is such a key and it's also something like the compound effect, right? It's very important, but yet it's also very, makes a lot of sense, right? Like to be self-aware is not something that is hard. I don't think it just takes self-awareness, just like analyze, oh, why do I feel this way, right? Why am I getting so angry at this, right? Why, why is this making me feel negative? Why am I envious or jealous? It's not a hard thing to do, but I don't know. It's just, you got to focus on it, I guess, you know, and, and maybe it is not taught enough. And hopefully, I think it will be more and more. Maybe if I could get some, let's get like maybe some predictions from you in terms of what do you see going on and happening in the world in the next five to 10 years based on sort of all these things we're talking about, right? That's a good question. Um, I, I think in ter- I think, it, you know, thinking off the top of my head right now, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way things are going, you know, technology is getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, things are going to move much faster. And I think like, you know, there needs to be a big emphasis on, you know, education and, you know, happiness, you know, like you said, what, what could, because I think like up to this point, we've been so focused on, um, money and, you know, titles Mm -hmm. and jobs and 
things like that. Yeah, like and I think econ- from- economic growth, GDP, that kind of stuff, right? At scale, that's been government focuses more, right? And less on happiness, more on financial gains, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think like since COVID happened, I know a lot of people who changed jobs or they've mm-hmm. created something right. and they're not, they want to go back to that job. So, so people are you know, focusing more on what makes them happy. Mm-hmm. And I think in the next five to 10 years, I think that needs to be the focus of, you know, doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do what you love and what makes you happy, the money will follow. That's what someone yeah. said to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that'll make you, you know, a millionaire if you, if you really have that passion for it. And there's that, um, you know, what your why is, you know, why do you do it? And like mm-hmm. podcasting, you know, what, are you doing podcasting because, you know, the people are doing it or are you wanting, you know, there's got to be something more or deeper to it because, you know, we can all do something for money. Like I was thinking the other day, some of the jobs I've done in the past, mm-hmm. you know, I was getting however much per month mm-hmm. and I wasn't happy. Whereas this, I've not been getting paid for this. And this, yeah. uh, you know, do you know what I mean? But how you, yeah, the yeah. happiness it creates is far greater than, doing a job you don't like and being paid for it. So I think like happiness is going to be a big emphasis on, you know, the way things are. And I think that, you know, people need to have, I find that people need to have more empathy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. I totally agree with that. And I think it is going to be, I don't know if I'm just being overly optimistic, but I think it is sort of this kind of wave coming over society. And I think people are going to be more focused on happiness and, having good balance in life, right? And maybe part of that is because we live in a time where, you know, we don't need these millions of people to be working in factories per se, right? Like there's opportunity to to do work that you love and enjoy and not so much like, you know, maybe a hundred years ago, there was less of that, right? It's either you worked in a factory or you did such and such a thing, but there was less opportunity you know, throughout human history before to do something that you enjoyed and made you happy and also to, you know, have financial gain from that. Right. So I think that's a, you know, a factor going forward in, in humanity, right. And globally. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly clear. And I think like, you know, if someone's doing something, we've all got to do, everyone's got to do a certain job, you know, everyone's got to yeah. work, mm-hmm. but you know, like we need people doing certain jobs. It's how, you know, the cogs work. But like mm-hmm. if someone, if someone's not happy in that job, keep doing that job for a set amount of time until you build enough capital to then look for the next thing and go do that and say, thank right. you very much. I'm doing this now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think a lot, of what I've been thinking about recently is that a lot of people say, oh, I'm not, old. they worry about age and their time. Yeah. And, you know, I haven't got enough time. I'm not, I'm too old now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a lot of successful people out there started later in life. Like mm-hmm. I was, I shared a link today and it was like Colonel Sanders, the guy who mm-hmm. started KFC was like, I think he was in his sixties or seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, he was like in his forties when he fell into acting, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's no right or wrong time. Right. And even some of the most famous podcasters that I follow, at least like, you know, Joe Rogan, um, Tim Ferriss, and then even guys like Gary Vee, they're, they're all in their forties or fifties. Right. And they're kind of at the prime of their, their life. Right. And they're just loving it. They have all this energy. They have all this time and everything's seems to be working out for them. So that's definitely, 
not something to, I guess, base your, um, base your life around, right? It's like, I don't have enough time or I'm getting too old. That's definitely not a valid, valid thing to be saying to yourself. What about podcasting? How do you see that going forward for yourself and maybe just in general for, for lots of people? Cause I think there's probably lots of people. I, it would be interesting to see statistics on how many people started a podcast during this lockdown yeah. time. Um, so it's just, it's hard to imagine where it goes from here. So do you have any insights on that that you've thought about? Yeah, not massively. I mean, I, I don't know what the actual statistics are of how yeah. many podcasts are out there, but it's, it's a great, it's a, I think it's around 50 million podcasts, mm. something like that. I remember Joe Rogan mentioned it. It's probably gone up. It's probably increased. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think like, you know, with podcasting, it, there's so much freedom. Mm-hmm. It's not censored. It's like, you know, the radio and television, there's certain things you cannot say. Mm-hmm. There's the time frames. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, there's so much freedom with it. And I think that it's only going to grow ever so much more. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like, there'll probably be more competition because there'll be more people doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one point. And I think, like, you know, it's trying to, to leverage that podcast into something else. It's a bit like when people do blogs. There's lots of famous yeah. people out there who started a blog. Mm-hmm. and that's just exploded and i think you know you, you have to kind of reach a point where you monetize it in some way um that's you know what i'm getting my head around now yeah but you know that that and that i wouldn't say that that should be your main focus that comes with it mm-hmm. so i think you know there'll be more people doing it because they'll be they'll be seeing people doing it and they'll be like oh maybe i could do that you know, and, and to be inspired because I, you know, I, I've had a few people who've been on my podcast and then they, they've done their own podcast. Right. And the things we talk about, it has a ripple effect, you know, mm. like, you know, people who want to be watching this, you know, it will change their perspective, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it, it will just, I think it will just roll in popularity. I think. Yes. Yeah. And it is so connected in other ways, right? Like this, for example, I'll chop up, put some on Instagram, put some on YouTube, right? So, then in that sense, it becomes something more than just a podcast, right? And that's definitely going to increase where this sort of content and different things are just so interconnected and it branches out. Maybe I do a blog post from this podcast, right? Maybe in the future after doing podcasts for a year, I write a book referencing the podcasts that I've done, kind of like what Tim Ferriss did with his uh, with his book, uh, Tools for Titans, right? So... Mm-hmm it really just branches out and these things all overlap and interconnect. And that's what I think the, the beauty, the beauty lies in that, right. And the, the opportunity mm-hmm. is, is really in that interconnectedness of it all. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think as well, like, you know, because you're doing a podcast, someone said that to me that you can almost put it on your CV, you know, mm-hmm. put it on your CV or put it on your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And when you go for a job or, you know, start a career, you know, you can then mention to that employer, those people, this is what I've done for this amount of time. And, you know, it shows that you have an interest in people. Right. And I, I didn't see it in that perspective until someone from a different angle pointed it out. Mm-hmm. And it's true. And it's like, you know, you can look back on, we can look back on this uh, content. And, you know, as long as you, like I said, putting out content, it's, 
it's um, it's, you you can then probably look at, we can look back at this in probably five years time and and see how far we've come and what we've done. Right. Um, For example, like, you know, Gary V wine Mm -hmm. library. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you can see, so it's, it's almost kind of putting your, it's almost like making history in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a definitely a good, um, um, benefit of it as well. Right. And even like, that's kind of like the baseline, right? Like doing a podcast or doing some sort of content, maybe you're vlogging or whatever it is. The baseline is you're going to have something for yourself to look back on, right? If no one else watches, if not a single other person ever views it, you will have some cool thing that you captured of yourself that you can watch when you're 80 or 90 years old. Right. So it's just, there's really no downside. There's no only potential upside. Right. So, yeah. No, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up, again, going on this long-term thinking, what is your long-term vision for yourself and what you're doing with podcasts and with content and everything like that? Where would you like to see yourself in five years or something like that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I, I think like you know, with where I am at the minute, I I would like you know to be. I think we all kind of like to be you know have our own studio as a podcast. Right. You know, I'd like, I'd like to, I mean, I, I've qualified in like coaching, you know, like life coaching. So I, I would like to run my own courses, um, do my own kind of like speaking mm-hmm. and, you know, to do coaching. Right. And to have my, you know, podcast alongside as well, you know, and hopefully, you know, a studio or something where I can, I can do it, you know, like mm-hmm. a proper space. Um, so that's, that's where I'm at at the minute, you know, and just to keep learning and keep growing yeah. and connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, likewise for myself, very similar uh, yeah. goals for sure. And, um, I think for, for yourself, something you have in your advantage is, and you obviously don't view this because it's your own voice, but your accent <laughs> coming from a Canadian, oh, really? the, the UK, <laughs> the English accent is, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very cool. Very interesting. Um, <laughs> so that's something you ha- you would have in your advantage, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. I mean, I've never really, I've never really thought of that. I mean, I've had, I've had some people say, Oh, your accent's really cool. Yeah. And I'm like, really? It's just like <laughs> not normal. It's your normal voice. <laughs> but I think like there is that kind of spin on it. I've, I've seen, I've seen like, Joe Rogan take take the piss out of like the English accent and say mm-hmm. talk you know talk about sales and things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, it's interesting to see you know the the other side of it. I'm, yeah. I, I'm very humble. I'm very you know I'm very grateful um, for, for everything really you know and mm-hmm. I, I, I appreciate you know all of this and I was yeah. doing this podcast. Cool to connect with you and have a. Englishman on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're very welcome, and it's it's great to be on, uh, you know, on your podcast. Uh, you from Canada, and yeah, with with uh, England, there's so much history. I mean, we've got so much history as long as long as my audience. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, uh, I guess we can wrap it up here. Thank you very much for yeah, doing of this. Um, no, very let welcome. people know uh, where where they can find your content and your podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, my Instagram is positivity94. So that's P A R R S I T I V I T Y 94. And that, that's kind of like a take on your, your last name plus positivity, right? 
Yeah, so my surname is Parr. Um, so my name's Adam Parr. And I thought to myself, you know, posit- trying to do something positive, Parr, Parr's, yeah, put the two together. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Right. Usually I, I spend most of my time on Instagram and LinkedIn, really. Yeah, shout out to LinkedIn. I, I really enjoy that platform, actually. It's one of my favorite uh, social medias, I guess. It's, it's a lot different. It's almost kind of old school, you know, but I, I like that about it. Mm. No, yeah. I definitely, definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great stuff, man. I've definitely no, good. lately been thinking kind of long-term and trying to, I don't know, just really analyze like where is the future going with this sort of stuff? And mm. I guess it's just good to get other people's perspectives as well. Yeah, yeah, no, massively. I, I think like with, with Zoom, I think, you know, like podcasts, I mean, I think there'll be, I, I like to think hopefully people have TV shows around it or there'll be more like widespread, you know, te- television, you know, sky, things yeah. like that, like channels for podcasts. Hmm. Yeah. It's really fascinating. And I was um, talking to my friend the other day and he was kind of predicting um, in terms of like being able to monetize your audience or whatever, you know, just the way that Instagram, for example, is evolving so that now there's like, you know, you can buy gift cards right through Instagram or order food delivery, or at least here in North America, they have that feature. And so I think, and he was saying like, he thinks that is going to be more prevalent and eventually to the point where something like Shopify per se, where you can have your own store is just going to be so merged with Instagram and all social medias that to be able to buy something from a creator you're following or a podcast you're following is just going to be so easy. And so right there. And with that in mind, it's very um, interesting, I guess, just to start planning, predicting that that mm-hmm. is going to be more the case. So, like, how can I set up something so when that technology is here, I'll be able to take advantage of that and have some sort of, like, maybe merch or hopefully something more creative than just a T-shirt, but something yeah. like that, right? I think that's something to really focus on going forward with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you look at Joe Rogan. hmm since Spotify. Right, right. That's, and, that's one example. And for Joe Rogan, if he really wanted to go all in and just become a billionaire, he could, right? Like he's, I feel like he's not even really focusing on, I mean, obviously on the back end, he tries to play it off, but, you know, he negotiated that Spotify deal. And obviously it's something that he was very involved in, but you know what I mean, right? Like he could start selling so much just based on his brand, but he's kind of holding off on that. And for good reason, it would probably, you know, oversaturate his brand. But it's just, uh, just crazy. If, once you got to that level, it's you're just like a giant, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely he's definitely set the pinnacle for mm-hmm. uh, you know podcasting. Um, yeah, I think that it's really inspiring. I mean, he's very humble. He's quite humble yeah. and down to earth. Yeah, that, that's that's the balance. Is being humble in the process. Like a lot of people. Mm get they kind of lose their heads if that makes sense and that they lose that kind of like um what's the word they lose in touch with themselves if you know what yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i appreciate that man yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah all right man we'll stay in touch yeah yeah of course take it easy 
Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing so you can stay up to date with every new episode of the JP Bar podcast. Also be sure to check out Adam's podcast at Parsivity or follow the link in the show notes. Thank you and stay well, everyone.